it is time to tune up the band and can you hear the rumble for it is another episode of the sweet chinwag podcast i am sam also known as iq wrestler jr alongside dan and reardon as we continue our journey for the wacky world of professional wrestling hello chaps how you doing yeah you're just, just gonna start just gonna start on us randomly huh all right I, I mean i mean look it was it was thrusted upon me very suddenly this week and um well now the kids can call me i do <laughs> look right it was gonna happen soon enough it's true but it's absolutely true at this point it's official and i still have to maintain that the nl boys using that fucking sound clip from a ghost song is inspired mm-hmm. <sighs> absolutely to be honest, wrestling and ghost combined together might be enough for me to like actually sing all my money into wrestling. Yes, yes. I don't care what anyone says. Like in terms of modern heavy metal, I think Ghost are like the band. And I know a lot of people, a lot of purists, would be like, they're not heavy metal. I'm sorry. In the in the in the way music is right now, I think Ghost are the closest thing to heavy metal since since Iron Maiden. I'm there. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I, do I, know, not know. I, I know like we've started this episode with just a huge delineation <laughs> by talking about ghosts but my favorite thing about them is that they literally just they're like no you don't understand we're literally not trying to be everyone else <laughs> <laughs> they're like no we're just doing stuff that we want to do and that's the only thing behind the project at this point yep we're okay. creating we're creating a <laughs> an album that in ghost lore is a re-release of songs that never existed in the first place <laughs> i'd like to make it clear for anyone listening that i have no idea what these people are fucking on about oh don't worry Reardon. like soon enough we'll just make you sit down and just watch a bunch of ghost ghost music videos and then explain all the lore to you yes oh jesus christ <laughs> ba- basically <laughs> spooky evil pope makes metal music and then there are successive evil popes that make different types of evil metal music mm-hmm. you know what put a pin in that put a pin in that what we'll make that reardon's personal recommendation yeah <laughs> i i don't know about okay fair. we'll see we'll see all right i should all i should right. also i should also say all of their concerts are run like a church service yes it's amazing mm. it's actually awesome <laughs> anyway um let me go into the spiel because i feel like we'll be here forever we yeah, give you this podcast be. thanks to those lovely people over at soundcloud spotify google podcasts apple podcasts and forever pending other platforms you know guys not everyone in this podcast listens to ghost but <laughs> i can tell you one thing all of us pend other platforms because we <laughs> will always be pending <laughs> it's not, i like that it's a nice nice segue reading i appreciate See it that? as always I'm, I'm getting i'm getting real damn good at this now <laughs> two really years are. in you better be you better yeah be. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all righty chaps it is rumble week we've got a lot to cover we're going to be talking about our best and worst favorite royal rumble moments but before that it's time for, well, the biggest news story of this week, as well as our Rumble predictions, as we send it over to Dan for this week's wrestling news. Dun, 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 dun. 
Wrestling News. How's it? <laughs> we really just go in there big, right? Just Let's just get out of it. Because <laughs> it is the biggest news of this week. Danhausen in AEW officially confirmed all is right with the world. Yes. Just nothing. Nothing. It's just happy. Just pure happiness. Yeah. It's literally just that thing of like, this is exactly the right choice and anything else would have been wrong. And I know like, again, like there's a whole thing to go into, which I will just get into later. Mm-hmm. But the thing, the, the thing of his debut, just being him appearing from under the fucking ring, yes. and then just doing the curse pose, and then saying, no, "It's it's literally that meme of like enters, puts a curse on Adam Cole, says nothing, leaves." <laughs> <laughs> May I add, he also did the Batista wave as he walked up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you couldn't have done it better. Honest honest to goodness, there couldn't have been an any better way and a more sillier way to have Dan Housen debut at AEW than to kind of sabotage and take over the main event and be the biggest pop in that entire match. That's what I mean. <laughs> I, like... I love it. I loved it so much. I'm not going to lie. As I said to people, I love my silly stuff in wrestling and just this, yeah. I got a kick out of this. I truly did. And the thing is, is it really speaks to people that just like, I mean, sh- should we do it? Go on. Should Do we dare entertain discourse? <sighs> we always do with these. We always we, end up un- entertaining un- discourse. Fortunately, always do. <laughs> okay, we're entertaining it. And it's it, it just this thing that keeps going with me. Why the hell... Is it such a thing for some wrestling fans to make their, I guess, lack of knowledge of other wrestlers such a sticking point? Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, you're probably not gonna know who everyone is. Oh gosh. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but but, but also like. I don't get your position with that. You're like, oh, well, who's this guy? He looks stupid. I'm like, like, yeah. I've never understood why certain wrestling fans wear that as like a badge of honor. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, also, of... com- I mean, it's also combined with the whole, oh, AUW's just XWWE guys. And then, like, oh, who's this guy? I bet he's from the Indies. I've never heard of him. And I'm like, I literally don't know what your position is. <laughs> you can't. It's you seriously. You're, you're you can't literally. Make the... You're literally saying nothing <laughs> of value to this argument to this point. <laughs> you can never make those fans happy, can you? <laughs> and like, and again, I know what's going to happen out of this is that because I've made this point about. Ex- purely about existing in the middle and approaching wrestling with a, with a semi-rational point of view that I'm going to get called a shill. <laughs> Don't uh, always. Which, to, to, to which my answer is, when Tony Elite starts giving me money, then yeah, I'll be a shill. Yes, we all will. I mean, but you give me that sweet I'm, I'm not, dollar I'm dollar. Not getting a, I'm not getting any paychecks by the Khan family recently. <laughs> 
if they have been sending them to me, they've been getting lost in the post or my <laughs> bank's flagging them as fraud. So, like, please, for people, for, for people that listen to us, accept that you don't always know everything and that you can look at someone and go, huh, I don't know who they are. Oh, well, they said his name is Dan Housen. Let me search that up. Yeah, there's, it, I know people are busy. They'll say, oh, I don't have got the time for it. That's that's perfectly legitimate. People have those reasons. I yeah. mean, we're all three of us bit, are incredibly busy peeps, so it's very hard to keep up with any sort of wrestling nowadays. But, people oh, message oh. me and they're like, hey, why don't you keep up with Impact? And I'm like, I hardly keep track of WWE and AEW as it is. Yeah. Like, my, as I say, I love Lucha, but my... I, my... I keep up with Noah for, and TJPW mostly just through GIFs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all as British wrestling like that, fans of Japanese wrestling? All, that's all I can manage when I'm, like, in my time between going to and coming back from work. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just... It's that thing as well. As I've, I think I've seen a lot of discourse about, oh, it's just another comedic wrestler that they're going to push to the bloody moon and make an important thing. And I say, to that I say, I am very much safe in the knowledge is to know that Dan Housen, I don't think, will ever want to push for the main event because he knows his worth, he knows his stock, and knows that he doesn't need a world title run to be an incredibly popular person within a company. He's, he's been in the independent wrestling world for a good couple of years now. Mm. And he did some of the maddest numbers in terms of socials when he had a broke while well, he has a broken leg. <laughs> mm. So I think he it's... Could do, and also it's fair to say as well. I mean, first off, a fuck PWTs, but <laughs> what a maneuver. But, but 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 second of all, <laughs> he's their number one merch seller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that speaks volumes, doesn't and this it? Is a, this is a company which hosts shopaew.com. <laughs> Isn't he one of the most popular wrestlers on Cameo as well? Probably. Probably. I wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Honest to goodness, I have a lot of faith in AEW as well, because I, 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 I thought to myself, they have a pretty damn good track record of keeping a, like a comedy character's arc kind of natural. Uh, mm. Orange Cassidy is the perfect example of that. So I don't think, honest to God, like people that are worried or people are like, oh, they're just going to make him go into the main event really, like two weeks in and he's going to be so popular, going to get a monster push. Um, I don't think that's going to happen in the next week or so. So calm down. I think they the way, know what the they way want I like think housing. about it is what um, is what my friend Faye said. Which is, I feel something along the lines of, I feel like AEW have hired a, a cryptid as much as they've hired a wrestler. Yeah. Yes, that is that is exactly it. And you I'm don't, like, you don't, you've you basically, don't... you basically hired a mixture of a cryptid and Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Literally, I mean, that's it because it's like it's not like he got the big, you know, going down the ramp entrance. He was just under the ring. <laughs> And Adam Cole was just looking at like, oh, the fuck am what? I looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I said cash. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Fucking great acting on it's, Adam you know, Cole. You know, you know that sound on TikTok where it's just where it's just, where it's just the one like, why are you in my house? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
What are you doing? I, I, yeah, I do want, yeah, that is so great. Uh, you know, I know it wasn't, but what would have been even better is if Anne Cole was like, yeah, we're just going to do, like, was just told, yeah, could you do this chair? This chair spot. Yeah. <laughs> he had no information whatsoever about it happening. Yes. Yeah. I would love if that was true. Probably not. But in my head, that's exactly what happened. Also, to a lot of people that saying that Adam Cole has not been good since he left and joined AEW, to that I say, he's I I, I agree with you somewhat. He's not been on great form, and to think that they they they're, they're diminishing his worth for putting him up against comedy characters. Honestly, I don't think Adam Cole's next rivalry is going to be with Danhausen. As a matter of fact, uh... you know what I want Danhausen's first rivalry to be with, the Gun Club. I mean, look, right, the the Arse Boys arc is <laughs> strong. And also, again, I feel like people are forgetting about the many, many occasions that Adam Cole spent in PWG. <laughs> yes! Yes, remember the suck my dick chance. Like... <laughs> Like I really feel like this is this is important establishing information here. Because <laughs> oh, people there and they're like, "Oh, I can't see them in a thing with like comedy characters," and I'm like, "Yeah." And then I also saw Tommaso Ciampa try and put his thumb up Jushin Thunder Liger's ass, but like, <laughs> and have a whole full slow motion spot as well. But you know, who's counting like, that? Like we can do it. We can go one way or the other with this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, it's one of the best signings I think they'll do all of this year. <laughs> the, it, it genuinely, um, I can't remember who I can't remember who wrote the tweet, but it, it was uh, the thing I got. I remember from it was Danhausen is a low risk, high reward signing. Yep. Yes. Because, right, all they need to do is they, they could literally just keep him on dock and just let him pump out merch. Mm. And Honestly. just let, just literally, just let him get on the microphone, let him go on commentary for, like, dark elevation. Occasionally just appear on, like, Rampage and just make random cameos. Let him just dick about on BTE and he will make them so much money, literally just in shirts. Yeah. Honestly, I think that I honestly, I if if I were the 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 head EVP or one of the EVPs of AEW, that would be the most like perfect thing. And if it, if if his stock gets raised from that, it's like, all right, this is interesting. I wonder what what we could do if we put him in this scenario or maybe if we put him in yeah. this scenario. And it, and and again, it's the low risk high reward thing if it doesn't work it's okay because he can bounce he can bounce straight back to that same position before and still make loads of money off merch like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a big thing of like oh you know we need to put him in these big positions Mm. (laughs) they can literally just have him there and literally just let him be a cryptid (laughs) literally literally if they want to make more more money than they could ever possibly imagine they just need to put him in a room with sting not have him talk to sting (laughs) not have him not have him speak not have him fight just put him in a room for 10 seconds (laughs) just have them look at each other full face paint regalia and the money just comes in. Yes. It's, it's so easy. So we're gonna, when are we going to so get that Stinghausen t-shirt, AEW? 
This is what I, li- literally. This is what I mean. You just you can do that, right? You can do stuff with the Bucks. You can do all the stuff with Orange Cassidy. Okay, right. Let's let's assume, right? We get more stuff with Chaos. Could you imagine the mental image of Dan Housen standing next to Tomohiro Ishii? Because <laughs> that's literally the only thing you need out of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> rerun that rerun the stuff from when they were on the independent from when they made independent preachers together and just have dan Housen stood next to abaddon <laughs> yes all i hope is at the very least that's like we're just here and we're like okay booking ideas all right so dan Housen stands there and says nothing <laughs> <laughs> the one hope i have at the very least is that they might come to some agreement with disney so that dan Housen could wear his muumuu in backstage promo <laughs> Do you reckon, they'll let, him have the, do you reckon they'll let him bring back the Jar Jar Binks mask? <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Disney, <laughs> that is a bit of news, isn't it? Disney, yes. Disney, and WWE Network have come to an agreement to stream on the on Disney Plus in Indonesia, I believe. Yes. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's that is crazy. yeah. So like it it is a it's a crazy thing to happen, but it feeds into my kind of at least the way I see it, <clears throat> which is that I'm imagining for some territories Disney Plus is probably the only major foreign streaming service outside of mm. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, but like <laughs> yeah, Netflix is gonna take on the WWE. <laughs> Yeah, you know what this means though. It means you could watch ECW heart like barely legal against you know Beauty of the Beast. This is the thing. This is the thing I said that in a roundabout way, in a roundabout way, technically Disney acquired ECW tapes. (laughs) It took them twenty odd years, but they finally got it. So it played a long game. Took them long enough. But B, (laughs) if WWE do sign a deal with Disney. Then once again, TNA was ahead of its time with its deal at Universal Studios. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Jarrett fucking knew what was gonna happen. He just came like twelve years. He came like twenty years too early. Oh, we want Jarrett. We want a Jarrett World ex- exhibit at Epcot by the by the time the deal is done. All right, don't date yourself that much. <laughs> Oh man. Um speaking of the Fed. Alright, we're it we're it is yeah. rumble time, gents. Uh as we rumble are recording season. this. Oh, S-Z-N. Yes, as as we are recording, Rumble is happening tonight. So it is. Let's look at the card and let us make our predictions. Shall we start with the Universal title match? Let's go with that. Roman Reigns. Facing Seth freaking Rollins because I have to make the full now. Can I? Can I? Can I go last on this one? <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. So, um, this is a weird corner they've painted themselves in booking wise yes. because, like, okay, so now that they had the one person that was going after Roman for the title, now preoccupied with the WWE Championship, they now have got to make some credible opponents for roman in the lead up to mania so i mean even though that storyline wise the usos are barred from ringside i think it's pretty clear 
Roman's probably going to come through with the W on this one. Yeah. I mean, I know, I mean, it sounds like a broken record now, the the times we've done these predictions and we've talked about Roman winning. Um, If anything's to go by from some reports last year that they want to make Roman the greatest person of all time and they want him to have this monstrously long San Martino-esque run with the title, then, yeah, I see no other way or no other conclusion to this match other than Roman winning. Okay. In my head... It says Roman winning, right? Because mm. again, they want him to go on this like again, this like modern San Martino thing, and just long this out until they can get the rock, <laughs> like like the, the the mania after this year or whatever, mm. right? Consider the following. <laughs> oh gosh, Usos are barred from ringside. And then one of either my the person I will propose. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say it like this: one of either someone who might be involved with winning the rumble, or from a past feud, or Brock Lesnar interferes in the match and Roman loses. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. Is it cursed? Yes. Um, but unfortunately, I think any option other than Roman winning is automatically becomes cursed at this point. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. I was going to yeah, say the most cursed seems the most realistic nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be. I'll say this with that stipulation. One thing's that is for damn sure. It's going to be convoluted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very I, I, I do not expect this to be to go out clean. <laughs> or. Even more, even more cursed. Uh, Roman retains, but like the Usos appeared, and then fucking Adam Pierce is like, "I'm sorry, the Usos were there, so we're gonna have to rescind that victory." And then the title gets vacated. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's even more. Cu- that's. Diabolical. That, that is that is evil as well. <laughs> that, that is evil. Let us quickly not, move down the card. Not nice, very evil. Yes. Yes. I'm moving down the card quickly. Okay. Next match I've got listed here. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus the Miz and Maurice in a mixed mixed tag team match. I um, appreciate the WWE marketing team trying to sell this with like fat with like nice tag names for the teams but oh my god i just saw them and i was like oh, i want to yell <laughs> do you want to listen do you want to know do you want to oh, do you want to indulge the, the, the listeners there, mm. there? it's the it couple versus the grit couple oh man <laughs> one tag man. team and the one and the one pave one you throw in your driveway if it's snowing uh that's what i mean um, I'm gonna give the W to Edge and Beth. I think for just yeah. for the feel good factor of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I same. Like, the 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 Miz is getting sourced on. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Miz. You, you, sorry, you, Miz. You, you, I, if he's made a career out of being perfect in that position. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he has his career at that. <laughs> All right, next match from that I've got listed here is Becky Lynch versus Piper Niven. 
Sorry, I'm not calling yes. her Dewdrop for the no, World okay. Women's Championship. I really would like Piper to win this one. I'm not going to lie. But... Okay, but here's the thing, though. But here's the... Th- yeah. <laughs> who but, do uh... I want to win and who will win are two very different questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's Becky. Uh, and I think that it's might Becky. come in... It's... It's... Becky is holding to Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd say all the way. I, I, gosh, I probably even dare say she's probably going to hold it all the way to Mania. I believe that. Oh yeah, I so said yeah, holding till Mania. I'm yeah. done. The Rumbles <laughs> tonight. <laughs> um, but I'll give, I'll give, I'll probably give my reasoning as to why that is um, in a moment. Um, right, penultimate match. It says here for until the two Rumbles, we got uh, Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus Bobby Lashley with MVP, a singles match for the WWE Championship. One thing's for damn sure, this is going to be a hoss match. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, uh, this is difficult, actually. I know this sounds dumb, but respectfully, I hope this match only just about goes 10 minutes. Yes, same. This does not need to go any more I, than I just 13. want this to be a fucking bullfight. <laughs> yeah. I, I want this to be a Kane versus Rhino bullfight. It's like seven <laughs> minutes <laughs> where they just beat the hell out of each other. Agreed, oh. agreed. This is difficult, but I... I think i think it might be i think it might yeah i i do think it might be um our boy bobby lashley's time i think he might do it i wouldn't be surprised and as a matter of fact i would love to actually see uh bobby win this one yeah um it's again nothing it's difficult to say but i i do think that I'm yeah. I'm going I'm I'm going Brock here. Yeah. Like I know that they've like really really fudged it with like even getting Brock this title in the first place. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like they're fudging this so hard that like West Country is angry at them. <laughs> yes. Um, but like I I I just think they they're probably gonna again they're probably gonna keep it. And I mean, like, look, if they if they are in the position for it, yo, just run Lashley versus Lesnar at Mania. <laughs> I'd say yeah. it's, it is. Uh, look, just, just run it at Mania and then let Lashley win at Mania. I honestly think people would pay would pay money to see that at Mania. I would I would love to see that at a Mania setting. Here's two guys that we have been wanting to meet for years, lit, almost decades at this point we've been wanting to see these two in a ring and i'd say people would 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 love to see it at mania like it's like we want to see two guys that are basically almost the same one of them's had a better mma career than the other i'm gonna say it bobby did have the better mma career than brock in terms if you want to talk statistics and win loss records bobby well, had the I was better career say, counting counting statistics but as more of a prolific career, Brock definitely had the more prolific yeah. career. That's for damn sure. But again, it's just like two guys, literal, literal same physical beings going up against one another. It's going to be awesome. I'm, 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 I'm so looking forward to seeing what this match will be like. And as I said, even though I want Bobby to win, I'll say this. Brock, really? Honestly? He's had some of his best character work his entire career in this one run so far. 
<laughs> Ever since he came back in SummerSlam and became the became the like the freak ginormous lumberjack and now is a cowboy, but still I just I love it. I'm sorry, I just love it. The dungaree brock and plaid shirt brock I'm loving. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so this brings us to the both both Royal Rumble matches. We are gonna start with our predictions for the women's match. Now, we're gonna do it this way, guys. Who do you think is going to be a surprise return, and who do you think is going to win it? For for the women's rumble. Mm-hmm. For the women's rumble. Okay. Uh, do you want me to start? Yes. Sure. Okay. So, I'm predicting Oscar and uh Bailey to be injury returns. Mm-hmm. So I reckon they've been holding them until the rumble. Um, I expect our kind of classic cast of like returning women's legends. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Trish, Lita, uh, the Bella Twins have been announced. Uh, Bella Twins, Kelly, Kelly. <laughs> so you nice, know, you know, like, twice. <laughs> like, like, just run that all back. <clears throat> really, the only two things that I think are important are that, if possible. Okay, A, when they did the first women like women's Royal Rumble, they didn't do Trish and Leah in the same ring. Yeah. Which was dumb. And they should rectify why would you that. Not do that. So they should rectify that real quick. And considering the fact that Mickey James is gonna be there, run it back with the three of them. Yeah. Um mm. But I I am gonna go bold. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tip Bailey to win on return. Interesting. Interesting. Respect Interesting. respectfully, it's the lee she deserves for carrying the company through 2020. Yeah. Damn right. Um because, you know Here's I was gonna say, do you wanna hear mine and one thing that I kinda have a bit of a little fear over, but I can kind of see it and wouldn't be surprised about what on. they would do. Okay, so here here we are. Returns. Oscar, Bailey, Ronda. I mean, yeah, I don't And really Ronda's gonna win there, it. Oof. Oh, is she gonna appear out of nowhere and point at the WrestleMania sign again? I honestly think if 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 they've got Ronda set to return or slated to return, I don't see that they probably wouldn't do anything because, other than like, give Ronda the win. Because again, so like from what I told you, I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at Bleacher Reports uh, <laughs> uh, thing on the card and who they've got as their picks, and I'll be honest, they've chosen Raquel Gonzalez, and I want to, I want to just know, I want to talk to the person who wrote this and ask them what they were smoking. <laughs> I, res- I, I, I understand that she's liked in the company, but I think it's a little bit early for that. Uh, once again, once again, though, I, the thing of who do I think will win and who do I want to win is a very different question yeah. because again, I. You Iron Man, Iron Woman, Liv Morgan. Yep, <laughs> is the story that oh, a bunch of people would want. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but uh, hey, may, maybe Summer Liv Rae Morgan for, takes it. <laughs> maybe Liv Morgan for the Iron Woman. We'll see. I think I think Liv Morgan might might just take that. I would like to. You know what? It would be really cool to see Mickey James in the final three. That would be really cool. Impact Women's would Champion. Be, but in the I final really, three. I really question the state of WWE's pride and ego. Yeah, they'll probably, have her. <laughs> they'll probably have her in them. They'll probably do a bushwhacker elimination. Like, 
like 100 100% <laughs> on god charlotte flair's making that final three yeah of course I mean, yeah. <laughs> reared and who have you got to return and to win the the women's rumble yeah uh Asuka, I don't see um I don't see Trish Status returning. I think the moment's passed. I'd love it. I don't think it's gonna happen. Mm. I don't I don't know. So something about her retirement seems solid. Yeah. But but you know, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. <laughs> um Yeah, uh Rhonda winning is definitely we are living in the dark timeline. <laughs> definite one so i'm gonna just say i hope not um <laughs> yeah in terms of in terms of return god it's so difficult for who i think would return because yeah mm. man i don't i don't know i don't know in terms of returning it's because i like they they really went all out with the with the very first royal rumble and like you know, mm. I'd, and like, like, I'd dude, say, come on, they've won all out this year. They got Summer Ray. <laughs> People think I'm clowning when I'm saying this. I'm not. Full respect, please. If you have watched, if you've watched early NXT, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, I think Oscar would probably be like, I guess, would be a collective one that we'd love to see return and probably get the biggest yeah. reception. Oh yeah, absolutely, for sure. All right, With this that. brings us to the men's rumble. Returns, surprises, and who do you think is going to win? Personally, for me, I think Johnny Knoxville will eliminate Sami Zayn. Oh yeah, he he, pro- he probably will. Probably. But I reckon, by, eating I reckon it will be. Poop. I reckon it will be one of those though, where it's like Sami Zayn will like come into the ring and be like cutting a promo, and then someone will eliminate him yeah. or whatever while he's cutting the promo or some dumb shit. Yeah. So yeah. I think Knox was going to do that. He's going to... The dude's probably going to eat shit when he gets eliminated. Because yeah, it's Johnny yeah, Knoxville. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love you, Johnny, but good God. You, you <laughs> do put yourself in harm's way way too often. Really um, do, really for surprises, do. my money's on Kurt Angle. Ooh. I think Kurt Angle might return. Oh, I, oh yeah. He's right, oh, oh, big chat. Right? Mickey James? Mm. Moose. Yeah, but oh, okay, right. Okay. Here's the here's the thing, because I know people are going on about this, right? <laughs> Genuinely, if if I if I'm there and I hear that Moose has appeared on WWE TV, I'll actually just be like, you know what, I'm I'm good. <laughs> think- you know what, actually, in terms of return on the on the on the women's side of things, now I'm thinking real quick. Hmm. Maybe big, maybe, but. Maybe Paige. You know what? Well, I'd love to see it. I think everyone would love to see that. Well, I was gonna no. say. So I've seen people saying Paige, which like hell yeah. I've also seen speculation saying that maybe Sable. God, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting. But then, but that—that's basically <laughs> entirely conjecture from stuff where people have happened to see her and rock like working out at the same gym mm. so like so it's again putting two, two and two together and coming up with five like, isn't it people <laughs> it's like people just like kind of throwing a bunch of stuff in a pot <laughs> yeah in terms of like in terms of um men returning side 
again, a long shot, but feels strangely right. Triple H. Yeah, like honestly, I think people would be. I would be shocked. I think a lot of people would be shocked, especially given what's happened in the past several months. Yeah, I, it feels like you know. It, it feels like something like ah, uh, my heart's fine, and well, I guess I ain't got much to do. So <laughs> burials, <laughs> burial, burial. Get time to get out the shovel, everybody. He comes out with an even more shiny shovel. <laughs> A lot of people have said Cody as well and really want to amuse the idea of Cody entering. Like, I want to amuse the idea of it, right? That's ridiculous. But, That's, like, for like, on a, for like on a deeper level, there, there's just no way he... There's just no way and no point. I don't know why either side of it would agree to it. Yeah, because yeah. he would want Kingdom, they'd want Smoke and Mirrors, and it's just never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm like anyone who's actually suggesting that legitimately. I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. Yes, you're out of your oh, goddamn don't, mind. Don't worry. Wait till we get to the men's match. Because <laughs> trust me, you want you want to know some stuff I've been hearing. Go on. Oh, people on. saying that Omos is le- is a legit chant, and I want to say this: if the company is doing that in 2022. <laughs> Then we have literally we are in the second new generation. Well, we have learned that. nothing. Honestly, I will say this: I think Omos is probably going to be the guy that eliminates Johnny Knoxville. Probably. It's going and again, as I said, it's not going to be pretty. It's... No, it's not. I did like I did like the one from uh, Adam Blompier's video about the uh, fancy booking the Rumble, mm. where he where he said having Kane <laughs> return for one night. <laughs> To so have I'd, Knoxville I'd versus have, have Knoxville versus Knox County, and then to have Kane choke slam Johnny Knoxville out of the ring. Yes, honestly, I'd really that that seems very <laughs> logical to me. Actually, that would work so much. Okay, so yeah, who do you have winning the men's rumble? Because I've got, I think there's two people I think stick out the most in in terms of who I think might win this uh, win this year. Hmm. I have. Who should we start with? I'll 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 throw them out. I'll throw sure. mine out. Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. AJ, I think AJ would probably be the most realistic option. I would say. Uh, of those two, um, I th- I don't know what it is. I feel like it would probably be the best feather feather in the cap of a. Honestly, probably one of the most amazing careers a WWE superstar has ever had. Um, especially mm-hmm. a guy that's come from TNA originally. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's had an insane uh, insane career, actually, in WWE, when you really think about it. So I feel like maybe, just maybe, the Royal, a Royal Rumble win might be the final feather in the cap of AJ's career there, because I know he's he's pretty much soon up and about to retire, isn't he? I think this might, because yeah. he's, he's on his last couple of years on his contract, and he said, that's it. Well, yeah, he said he wants to go watch his kid play football or something. <laughs> or he wants Fair to enough. be able to go and watch his kid play football. Football. In Gainesville. Um, yeah, so for me, I, I've, I've gone for Kevin Owens winning. <laughs> mm. And then mm. I reckon AJ's going to go Iron Man. Mm. Like, mm. I reckon AJ's getting a good 50 minutes. Mm. Um, 
I mean, maybe on the... Because like, the fit, the problem is, is I would be there and I would say Big E. Mm. But I just... I don't think it's right. And the thing is, it's no fault of his own. It's just the position the company have put themselves in. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like, it's, it's absolutely a strong decision. But, like, I just don't think it's... I just don't think it's there. Obviously, um, Seth is having his match earlier in the night, so I can't choose him. Mm. Otherwise, so, I would choose him, actually. So, yeah. so, I, so I would say... One of either AJ or Finn Balor go Iron Man, Kevin mm. Owens wins. Mm. Oh, that was another thing I was going to say. Austin Theory's final three. The way they've been booking him recently, the whole thing with Vince with the backstage promos. See, I know, I know they're gonna do it, which then could be, we could, it could be a thing that they have Austin Theory go from number one, maybe. But I don't know. I feel even like Vince is starting to get fucking annoyed by the backstage promos because he's just mumbling his way through them now. Have you seen these promos? Actually, have uh, I'll be I'll be honest. Um, I see the thumbnail for the clips appear on Twitter, and I look <laughs> at them and I go, "I want no part of this." Because <laughs> all you hear is <laughs> basically Vince has turned into the joke Vince impression at this point. <laughs> ah, oh man. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I I would go with that. Hmm. Um. Because WWE started making this weird currency out of it, who do you think is number 30? John Cena? It's Happy Corbin. Okay, I was going to say Edge. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Reardon, who have you got down as winner? Uh, mm, God, the fact that Seth Rollins isn't isn't like it has I mean, a match is annoying he, he could easily reappear again it would just be weird for him to have a title match and then reappear in the <sighs> rumble for a title for a chance at a title match but is it weird it's weird yes is it out of the mindset of the wwe is my question no no <laughs> not, not at all yeah so that's why i'm kind of like but maybe <laughs> um god biggie Maybe. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that that actually, you know, I'm going to say Biggie because that actually makes a tad amount of massive finger quote sense. Mm. No, like I know I know what you mean. It it do, it does make sense. The only thing that stops it from even partially making sense is the is just the actions the company has taken. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. That is true. But, yeah, I honestly, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go for, I'm gonna go for Big E just as, as a long shot. Honestly, I think it would be, it would be tremendous. I would pop, I would pop for Big E to win, like really. That and if LA Knight came in and won the thing, that would surprise you know and pop what? the heck out of me. I respect it. <laughs> that would be a dream scenario: LA Knight coming out and winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> WrestleMania, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I respect respect it. That is our predictions. We will see if we're right next week. Tell us how wrong we were. Yes, please tell us when this episode goes up on Monday 
how wrong we truly were. <laughs> Just so fucking wrong. <laughs> All right, with that, I guess we are done with the news. And uh, we go over to Recommendation Corner. Ridden, what do you have for us this week? Guys, how do you feel about NFTs? I have. I fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel the rage emanating. I, 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 I have my thoughts. I have my thoughts about them. They're not great. No, I have. No, I have no thoughts. It's yeah. just a la- It's just a frog loudly screaming. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Well, have I got a video for you <laughs> from from a long running video essayist dan olsen of folding ideas uh, who has done the absolutely great comprehensive two-hour 18-minute video called line goes up the problem with nfts <laughs> discussing what they are how they are such an absolute problem but then dives deep into the psychology of people who are into it and by definition cryptocurrencies mm. how it is almost like some kind of weird ass cargo cult <laughs> and and this is the most interesting and most terrifying idea on how on how nfts represent a very a real crisis point mm. of of the of the people in capital and capitalism and you know the one percent and all of those stuff basically going you're going going to everyone you're going to do this whether you like it or not mm-hmm. which yes. is the most interesting and terrifying idea and frankly is and frankly the thing that scares me the most about yeah. it it's but, just like when i was talking to my friend the other day about how about how terrified i am of of all this stuff about just the aggressive commodification of art. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it gets into that as well. It gets into that as well. And um, yeah, that that is definitely that is definitely my one. Oh, also, as a little, um, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. As a a slight, not not in the same vein, but a kind of a slight spiritual successor to it, or at least uh, it's it's not the it's not a sister, but it's definitely a, a cousin to it fd signifiers drake and the death of hip-hop which well, is there you go which basically like, this is the only time i'll even allow old heads to talk about preserving the form yeah oh yeah yeah every other uh, time they get out of here but this time i'll allow them yes a, a video on a video on drake what he represents in modern in modern hip hop and of course um, modern music in general that gets into basically every single problem I've ever had with Drake that's just <laughs> in one complete video, but also in a very rare bit of self introspection, how Drake is kind of the old head's fault. Yes, he is. <laughs> which that's the one great thing about it it's not just like uh it's not just it's not just drake bad yeah it's not just drake Drake represents a systematic problem yes yes that is literally it and something that oh god i agree with so much 
And it's so galvanizing to hear. So those are my two recommendations. Watch them back to back when you have four hours. <laughs> just just um, on. If you're if you're looking for a much shorter but still equally as terrifying uh video essay. And they, again, this is going to sound so random when I say this, but it's actually a really well done video. Aesthetics of Evil, the Fascist Uniform by a guy called Hugo Pink. Yes! is really good. Ah, <laughs> at, yes. At deconstructing uh, imagery. <laughs> like, it is, it is actually really good. And it's only like 27 minutes. <laughs> wow. Damn. I will have to. So, watch like, that. hey, it's really good. Also, I have watched. I also it's talking of video essays as well. This is this is a fun because I have another one. I've watched Anime America's video essay on why Cowboy Bebop uh, absolutely failed and tanked when it released, and how Ooh. I got canned after one season. It's a very interesting and quite actually, when you realise it, a very kind of actually, it does make sense as to why it was kind of doomed to fail from the start. Yeah. <laughs> So a lot of video essays. A lot of video essays oh. we're recommending this week. <laughs> All right, with that, it is time to get on to our best and worst Royal Rumble moments. Chaps, there have been some truly iconic Royal Rumbles during its history, all the way starting in 1988. For better or for worse, have there been really iconic moments? <laughs> Yeah. Fortunately for this episode, I don't know about you guys, I have a lot more positive things to say about the Rumble than I do negative things to say about Rumble. I guess my first question, or one of my first things I want to say before we get into the worst and best is, what was your first Rumble and how iconic is it for you? Starting with Reardon. What? What was my first Rumble? It's hard, actually, because it's like the Royal Rumble. I've always watched the Royal Rumble, and yet I can never say there's one Royal Rumble that was like my definitive Royal Rumble. Mm. Oh, but I will say I really like the first female Royal Rumble. Mm. I don't. I don't. It's because it's just a like as much as it has flaws and, you know, we've probably get to a couple of them yeah it is a real it does have that real great feeling of we finally fucking did it holy shit <laughs> mm. and it's just a very very entertaining or a rumble so while not my first i gotta say it's, it's the one that sticks out to me mm. nice choice nice choice for me personally uh, the first one I watched, and I think a lot of people my age uh, in this country, in England, in the UK, watched, was Royal Rumble 2000. It was the very first uh, pay-per-view to air on uh, terrestrial television in this country. As that, I think the previous month, Channel 4 had finally acquired the rights to broadcast WWF. Um, and I think it was all the way up until... Um... I think it was all the way till the end of two, well, like the end of two thousand, early two thousand and one, that that deal ended. But it was one of the very first and only WWF pay per views that Channel Four had broadcast that had commercial breaks as well. 
So the huh. timings were really up. I remember it, the timings being really weird. Like it would come back and I think it was like Triple H was already making his entrance. The timings were really off on the commercial breaks, but I do remember that one vividly, not only because of course it's Madison Square Garden. It was a very iconic set, like street-like set that they had done. They had like wall-to-wall -wall some really great matches. We had the debut of Taz. We had the Hardy Boys versus the Dudleys match, uh, which had an amazing uh, tape. I think it was the very first Tag Team Chables match that match was. We had a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. We had the we had the Outlaws versus the Acolytes in a very, very fast very like blink and you miss it tag match that was still very good and of course we had the truly amazing triple h versus cactus jack street fight for the wwf title and of course that 30-man rumble match like i'll get into that as we get into the best one uh but that that was my first one um dan what was your first rumble so this really comes down to like two <laughs> the two different metrics you want to use mm-hmm <clears throat> Uh, because, like, I'm fairly sure the first Rumble I watched was one that my brother showed me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if I had to guess, was probably Rumble 98. Uh, uh, Which was uh, a thing. <laughs> I think we'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> hey, I do have some good things to say about the 98 Rumble, believe it or not. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I think it was that, but I know that the first Rumble that I watched, like, on my own, <laughs> at least being consciously aware of it, was Rumble 2007. <laughs> ah, yes. Rumble ah, 2007 yes. from, uh, if I believe, that was the one in uh, San Antonio, Texas. I believe that was the AT&T yeah. Center one. That would have been the one, Taker one, wouldn't it? Cause he... Yeah, it was. Yeah. It had that absolute banger match with John Cena, and as I will ever refer to him as Umanga. Umanga. Um, Umanga. I, I believe that was one. But did he? I think he last eliminated Shawn Michaels, wasn't it? That one. I think so. You're, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I remember. I think I remember because I think it was the following year they both started at number one and number two. So no, that was a really um, good match. That was a really I I quite enjoyed that rumble. Not gonna lie, even yeah, if... that's like the the one that I have at least presciently in my head as the first rumble I actually watched. <laughs> in in terms of like, I was at home and then my parents were like, "Yeah, we'll pay for this for you," and I was like, "Yeah." You got to see the Miz eliminated by Great Carly in seven seconds. Then maybe eliminate you. <laughs> Look right. Look, when you're a kid, the great Carly is really cool, and then you get older, and you're like, I, I love this guy, but not for the reasons I ever did when I was younger. <laughs> oh man! Maybe right. Rumble. Maybe Rumble. Maybe surprise entrant. Uh <laughs> Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> yeah, tonight. I've, I've said it now. Great Carly's gonna flip oh, the great return. Carly just appears. Everyone wants a Brom Breaker. No, you get the great Carly. <laughs> Oh, you know what would be fun? All right. I say this now. Wouldn't it be funny if Veer Mahan appears at the Rumble but gets lost in the way, on his way to the ring? If he doesn't appear at number 30, the entire if he doesn't appear at number 1 or number 30, this entire build's been useless. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let us get on to some of our worst 
rumble moments and we're gonna i'm gonna go in chronological order so from your earliest to the most modern i'm gonna start off okay. with Rum royal rumble 1992 and i'll say that for this reason hulk hogan having to make the rumble about himself as he always it's liked hulk to do hogan. this year what were you going to expect he was he was he saw fairly... the success he saw the success of the rumble in 89 was like well that i need that to work for me brother and then just didn't let anyone else have an opportunity <laughs> so yeah he is fairly and i mean this fairly eliminated by sid and he moans that he should have won the darn thing and shouldn't have been eliminated and what does he do he grabs sid's arm and brings him down as well this is Sid Erasure, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> so Hogan being Hogan, as he always was during this time, I would say I salute you, but I don't have that much respect for you, Terry. So there you go. <laughs> my, my respect's in the negative. <laughs> so, chaps, what are some of your earliest worst rumble moments? I'm just having to check my time scale, so give me a second. Because <laughs> I, I have a feeling the two of them that I've written down actually occurred at the same rumble, potentially. Mm. Interesting. Okay, wait, that one... Okay, so that one was... There. No, they didn't happen at the same rumble. We're okay. <laughs> uh... Okay, then, do, you me, do you want me to you, do mine? Yeah, you do yours then. <laughs> so then that would have been this Okay. Well, in that case, uh, I'm going to title this one The Undertaker Commits a War Crime. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Which is called the Whatever the Hell Happened to Maven in 2000. <laughs> oh, 2002, yeah. Yep. So, the 2002 or 2000s? 2002, because the previous 2000. year, uh, he won uh, Tough Enough that, uh, yes. the previous year and had started a mini feud with Taz. And this was his first kind of proper pay-per-view um, pay-per-view event. And of course, uh, I love the story uh, with this. Maven and Taker were kind of going over some certain stuff. Uh, Maven uh, approaches Shane and Taker and he says, hi, guys, you, you needed to see me? I was like, yeah, you, you're just you're meeting the guy that's about to eliminate you, Taker. <laughs> Shane says to him, he said, what now? <laughs> I just know that at that moment, The Undertaker was certifiably seething. <laughs> Actually, from all intents and purposes, Maven said he was pretty cool with it. As a matter of fact, I think the thing that got him a little bit annoyed is when he said, okay, you've never gigged before. You've never bladed before. All right, what you need to do is produce color, a little bit more color. Take some aspirin. That'll thin your blood out. To which Maven says, oh, I'm allergic to aspirin. Take a go. You're allergic to aspirin. All right, then come with me. Take a shot of Jack Daniels and I'll see you in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the, the the main the main thing about this though is just what happens after he eliminates him. I genuinely think qualifies as assault. Yes, um, vicious like, chair shots. Like, like it is not even comfortable viewing. No. Arguably, even in the context of a person who watches death matches. Same, 
same. Like, and I'm some... just there, and I'm just watching, and I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm watching CCTV footage of a crime. Yes, yes, he really took liberties with Maven, like in yes, terms of did. the chair <laughs> shots and throwing him into a popcorn stand. It's like he really took liberties. <laughs> Everything about it is so uncomfortable. Yeah. I, so uncomfortable. <laughs> Reardon, what are your earliest worst moments of the Royal Rumble? God, my earliest worst moments. You know, it's funny. There's so much that happens in the fucking Royal Rumble that it's only the big ones that we'll probably get to later in the later in. Mm. So I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until the timeline moves up. Okay. Because the t because it's the only time where like in living like my actual memory kind of locked in and kind of goes you're going to remember this you're gonna hate that you remember this but you're gonna remember this. <laughs> okay, so it's with 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 your with as we move on then, I I am I am full and have your permission to talk about Royal Rumble two thousand and Jerry the King Lawler being a piece of shit. Am I? Yes. Okay, I so mean, as we know... When, when when was that ever any different, huh? <laughs> oh, you know? man, he was... Why? I'll never understand why he was such, like... Like, he thought it was so funny to, to take the, the, the mick out of Kai and Tai and be so flipping uh, cliché about it. But, of it course... It was Jerry you're... Lawler in 2000, which means it was the same as a normal person in 1980. That's very true. That's very true. It came from Memphis, everybody. <laughs> So, no, if anyone remembers about this in particular, um, Tucker took one hell of a bump. He wasn't in the Royal Rumble. He was interfering intermittently with uh, Funaki. And yeah. I don't know who exactly who it was that threw him out over the top rope, but Tucker took one hell of a flip over the top rope and landed face first onto the, um, onto the mat. Like, he flipped... Took like over rotated and landed square in his face and knocked himself out pretty much. Um, hospitalized and for the rest of the time, Jerry the King Lawler would want to constantly keep that replaying and just be like, Oh, look, it's Charlie Chang taking a face bump on the ground. Oh, yeah, every yeah, it's like... a thing where he, where he just like for like a deep like three minutes he keeps saying that the entire Chinese and then not. <laughs> yep, yep, I just, yeah. Yeah. Like being wrong is being wrong. Being wrong for just three minutes on three minutes straight because you think it's like funny. National TV is, yeah. is another thing entirely. That's one of my least favorite moments in Rumble history. Let's move along. I know you were talking about. I want to bring up. There's another what I want to bring up around this time. Let's circle back from 2002 or circle forward a little bit to 2005 and another very similar but even more painful hazing of a t of a new talent and a tough enough winner <laughs> let's talk about daniel puder being hazed on live television Again, by hardcore Holly. daniel daniel, P daniel puder getting absolutely just like gang rushed <laughs> yes no no it's pretty much that no it it, it is <laughs> because of, i mean obviously it comes from the whole thing of hit of daniel puder deciding to shoot on kurt angle which is a decision <laughs> but then but then it's just like bob holly who again i have very i have thoughts about as a person mm -hmm. <laughs> uh i can yeah how are you laughing now 
uh, fucking Bob Holly, Eddie Guerrero, and Chris Benoit just wailing on a guy for a good and, few like, minutes. They would, they would definitely drop in potatoes. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, they lit his chest up like an MNFer. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be surprised that Daniel Pewter kind of soon after that left? I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> he probably felt more comfortable in an MMA gym. Yeah, and this is and this is when MMA was still like not proto, but it was still like an underground thing that people that like you know people were like oh i can't believe that the kids can watch this yeah i think we were several months from from that, that was several months before the very first season of the ultimate fighter which would have massively popularized mixed martial arts as we well know i was it, gonna so. say because like maybe in america it came slightly early but i normally associate like the huge rise in mma at least in the uk around like 2007 ish yeah, with Michael Bisping, I would. Yeah, like oh, like oh seven oh eight. Mm. See, I know my it's MMA. MMA fans, if you want to have a go at us because we're a wrestling podcast, I know my MMA. No, I know like a bit <laughs> so, about sort MMA. of, sort of. MMA. I know MMA in the in the realms of like two thousand and like nine to yes. so like two thousand thirteen fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I know my Rich Franklins from my chocolate. Lidl? No, Liddell. 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 There we Liddell. go. <laughs> I know who Leoto Machida is. Is that enough for you guys? <laughs> what do you want from us, fuckers? Fun fact about Leoto Machida. He drinks his own piss. Neat. That's... This is real, real information. That this is... is not a joke. That is something I didn't know I was going to get in this podcast. <laughs> I'm full of I'm full of I'm full of information. Uh, should we move on to more modern worst moments? <laughs> well, we're not in more we're not in more modern ones because I want to go back for another really bad moment. I oh, want to no. go back to 2003. Oh no! <laughs> I know what it's Scott Steiner versus Triple H. I know, I know you're going to bring that up. God damn it! I wanted oh, to stick closely to Rumbles, but you had to bring up that event, didn't you? Yeah, I just had to bring up Steiner versus Triple H stinking the house out. Sam. It's a match with Triple H and Scott Steiner in it that by pretty much every metric is not good. <laughs> I know, but still. <laughs> but still. Oh, Triple H. There is so much about this that is just horrible. Mm-hmm. The two of the two of them basically gassing out after like five minutes i'd say that's being generous <laughs> and that is being that is that is being generous the fact that then the match goes on for almost 18 19 minutes <laughs> yep <sighs> and then all the other stuff around it including but not limited to triple h allegedly sandbagging on on steiner <laughs> Oh yeah, which he... then, mm -hmm. which then led to Steiner just apparently shooting on Triple H in the middle of the match. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then obviously Triple H being there, and being like, "Oh God, I'm being thrown around like a sack of rocks by this ex-all American wrestler. What do I do?" Oh, oh, cry, have a cry, and have him blackballed, and then have him be, and then have him threaten you for the rest through, of his career. Go through all of this other stuff that just like. <laughs> it's just so bad and it's in the middle of like 
I mean, I mean, I think the biggest thing about it is obviously this comes right in the middle of the reign of terror when people are already tired of Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so oh. like it just go like this match just goes wrong <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> Oh my goodness, there's talking about before we get to more modern, there was one I've absolutely forgotten about that I want to talk about. Mostly because there's nothing that's really eventful that happens in this main in this in this one. It's just how did this one happen? And that's the 1996 Royal Rumble match. Now this main this match is kind of more infamous for one simple uh, little thing, and that's Steve Austin's debut rumble. He was still now being billed as the ringmaster. He had just debuted. He was going to be part of the last three of this rumble. And he entered at number 24. Now he was going to be eliminating a lot of people in the lead up to the last three. He was going to be with, I believe it would have been Bulldog and Michaels. I believe it was probably going to be the final three. But what happened is that um, Fatu was re going on to the ringmaster, punching him, punching him, bring him into ropes, closed, and was going to clothesline the ringmaster, but Austin was going to grab the ropes and, like, skin the cat. Problem was, um, the ropes had been covered in baby oil and sweat, an accumulation of all of this through multiple entries and entrants coming in. So what had happened? Austin, who was going to skin the cat, his his hand slipped off the rope as he went over, and he got eliminated. <laughs> it's... Oof. And so they had to scramble for that uh, for to, for a final free to happen or what to happen. Call an audible. But I I, I say that, but you will not believe who was twenty five to thirty in this rumble. All right, so from twenty five. Go on. Barry Horowitz at number twenty five. Based. We had Fatu at number 26. Okay. Isaac Yankum DDS at 27. Okay, less so. We had the Drug Narcs, uh, Worst Nightmare, Marty Janetti at number 28. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, right. British Bulldog at number 29. And Duke the Dumpster Drosy at number 30. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> what a lineup. What a cursed lineup. <clears throat> So we go to the more modern worst moments because it don't get any better <laughs> at this point. Okay. Right, I'm going to say this right, gentlemen. Raw Rumble 2018. Oh no, we're going back. <laughs> truly iconic. Mm -hmm. Because it was the very first women's rumble. Yes. Honestly, one of my favourite rumbles. Admittedly, a little bit sour on it because Stephanie had to be on commentary the whole time because, of course, as we all know, Stephanie created women's wrestling. Yeah, it never existed before uh, Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> the thing that really sours me on this one, not too much that, uh, that I, I lose enjoyment out of it, but I kind of get sour a little bit when I'm reminded of it. Oscar wins the best decision. Yes. But to be only to be upstaged by Ronda Rousey constantly pointing at the WrestleMania sign. Yes. Yes. I'm just saying. I just, it's just, it, like I said, it is, 
I don't, I, where it ranks on like the worst rumble moments, I don't know. In terms of most awkward rumble moment, because yeah. again, an important contextual thing is that when this happened, I wasn't really watching WWE anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I had heard about Ronda Rousey going to WWE, and like that was a thing because I was still kind of like occasionally watching MMA and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then like I, <laughs> like in 2019, when I was watching wrestling more, I went back and I watched it, and I was like, "What is going on here? Why has she not said anything? <laughs> why is she give a just damn point- about your damn reputation?" Points like, at the why, sign. Like, why is why is she just pointing at the sign? <laughs> it's not even like that meme where it's like he's just standing there menacingly. It's just weird. <laughs> You know, what was the two? It's, the most... like, it's like she got stuck mid animation. It's like two, the two most awkward side points. It's the Randy Orton one where he's waiting for the pyro to go off and he does it multiple times, pointing at the side. And it's Ronda yeah. constantly pointing at the goddamn side. Point at the sign. You could no. tell. You could tell. Do the thing. Do the thing. Do oh, the God. Thing. You could tell. Literally five minutes beforehand, Vince was in her ear going, You better point at the thing. Point at the thing as much as you possibly can. Point at it. When you're not talking, point at it. I don't even care if you're talking. Don't talk at all. Just point at the damn thing. Just, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so if we're in, still in worst moments, we're going back. We're. Baby. <laughs> because cause it was backs are back, baby. Mm. Oh no, you're not, are back, you? Backs are back. Royal Rumbles ending with absolute disappointment and rage. Oh, of 2014 no. and, and 2015. <laughs> back to back, baby. <laughs> Look, you thought you would have thought after last year they wouldn't have gone back to Pennsylvania, but they did it again and they just kind of. They don't learn from their mistakes, do they? Just don't go back. No. So with I guess as with twenty fourteen Rumble, as we all know, uh Batista had won that, despite the fact everyone wanted to see uh Daniel Bryan in that uh, in that um match. Um I believe the I think a couple of matches before the Rumble, he had that match with Bray Riot uh Bray Wyatt. And, uh, and as soon as uh, Rey Mysterio came out at number 30, I remember those chorus of boos. A ginormous chorus of yeah. boos from Rey Mysterio. Nothing, no fault against Rey. It's because we all wanted Daniel Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> we were all just done. And you know what's weird about 2014 and 2015? <clears throat> In 2014, Roman was sort of having a little bit, was getting a bit of fan momentum in that match. But he was actually having a bit of crowd, like really positive crowd reaction for him, especially when he was coming up against Batista. Cut to next year, and holy hell, how people did not want Roman to win. And it all came and started again because they eliminated Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was in it this year, but he got eliminated way too early. It's just that thing of like, look. Sometimes you just literally just have to do what people say. Yeah. Not even The Rock could say Roman in that no. one, and that's the shocking part. Is not even The Rock could save you out of that situation. Yeah, so, and The Rock. It, 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 everyone just knew that they were just like, look, just don't do this. <laughs> 
I can you still remember? Like, I for me personally, I still the image, the still of the rock looking so pissed off is still forever etched in my brain. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> it's cause it's so it's like because like and it's been commented on before. It's like it's a pissed off of like it's kind of like it goes into confusion. Yeah. More confusion and then rage from it's happening again. <laughs> it's happening again. Uh-huh. Like like he's like he's gaining like he's gotten some like like he's we just activated his PTSD from the bad times of Rocky Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's you can it. really tell. Yeah. Like like he'd like, oh and the work and I you know, as much as I feel like history is on the side of the fans with this one, <laughs> I I I want to emphasize that point. Like it was the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do feel for the Rock in that moment yeah. because not only it's because that's his, that's a family member. Yeah, like having to deal with the same shit that he had to deal with. <laughs> yep, in almost and almost worse because you know the power of the fucking internet. Yep, like. So I can, Im- I God, I can imagine the screaming matches afterwards. Jesus, I did hear I mean, that the rock I mean, like did I, have. Like I do say, right? Though, mm. is that yes, all that bad stuff happened, but it did give us Bootista. It did give us Bootista, yeah. It did give us Bootista. <laughs> and even Dave, I-, I love the fact that Dave um, went as far as to say, "What are you doing?" He went to Vince. Like, I think a couple weeks after. What are you doing? What are you doing? When you're not hearing them, and you then like, why aren't you putting him in the main event? Like clearly, because it's like this isn't working. So even Dave knew that it wouldn't wasn't working. Ah, we'll make it work. You're a big movie star. He's just, just like, look, I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, for, and for Rocky as well. It's just I did hear that he did have. Quite a, I, I, I wouldn't say heated, but more of a passionate discussion with Vince about mm. that moment when he came back through the curtain, um, about what had just happened and saying, uh, that didn't go well, did it? <laughs> 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 oh man, oh, it's two years in a row, man. That's just that's yeah. that's that's just impressive. Uh, and it's and I argue. I honestly argue the Royal Rumble has barely recovered. You know what? When you find you know what? Do you want to know what's you want to know what's even better? Mm. That I have two more moments on my worst list. Oh my which gosh! Still fit that exact same time frame. One being the year before, and one being the same as one of those years. So oh when I say that the oh. early 2010s were an absolute nadir for wrestling, I really mean it. Yeah. yeah. Oh Jesus. Go on then. Continue. 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 Okay. For the one that's in the same year, because we mentioned 2013, I'm gonna mention CM Punk versus The Rock. As you should. As you should. Because, because it's mm. just the most cursed thing. What could have been a really good match and an and an, an amazing setup? I mean, Punk and Rock have even gone as far and documented as to say they pushed for a triple threat match. They both pushed for a triple threat match at Mania. Yes, it should have set up that. It 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 should have. Like again, sometimes the easy option is the good one. 
<laughs> You'd think like I don't know I don't know what so much about it is is the problem. <laughs> you could like cuz it Yeah. Even though right, I know it's 2013 and wrestling's in a state, but like you could have run CM Punk versus John Cena versus The Rock. Honestly, I think that would have had a lot of mainstream appeal. Still, yeah, like I mean, you had the would, rock. People still would have wanted to see that. It's yeah. got the rock in it. Like that's enough as it is. Exactly. <laughs> the other one that comes the year before is Jericho not winning, and there's a lot I have to say about Chris Jericho. <laughs> Yes. Which yes. is that uh, as I've grown older and gained, I, I guess, more experience, more years on my life, um, I've started to like him less and less. <laughs> <laughs> I, res- I respect him as a as Chris Jericho, the wrestler. I mean, that's certainly one part of how I, of how I have to start it. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> as time has gone on, I've realized that when I was younger, I was looking at things maybe too nicely, and I liked him too much because he had a sparkly jacket. Anyway, <laughs> him not winning in 2012, and also Chris Jericho just not having a Rumble win, <laughs> is again mm. uh, uh, just a loss for <laughs> WWE. Yes, without question. 2012 could easily have been the year... They went with Sheamus, which is, again, I don't necessarily hate. But it was what it led to, I think, yeah. which, makes, which makes it more sour. But it like it led to uh, a whole bucket of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, less a kettle of fish and more kettle of sharks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you look back on it now and you're like, Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Hindsight really is a dangerous thing sometimes. <laughs> oh man, for sure, for sure. All right, guys, shall we give ourselves a palate cleanser? Let us talk yes. more about the positive stuff. And I, okay, can said, I go first, please? I'd absolutely, go, go first. The entirety of Royal Rumble 2005. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. You can keep your if you're if you're a wrestling purist, keep your 1992. I don't care, right? That that's old hat. We're here for Rumble 2005 because it is the most spectacular pantomime of wrestling I've ever seen in my life, and I wish I could relive it for the first time. Let's let's, oh, let's take into account everything, okay? So the set. West Side Story, the whole advertising campaign was Raw and SmackDown being the Jets and the Sharks. Loved it. They all wore wigs. For even some reason, Rey Mysterio wore a rig on top of his mask. It's amazing. I love it. It's literal art. It's literal art. Let's talk about the Rumble match itself. Paul London's elimination in particular, he did a shooting star press out out of the ring from a clothesline. He legit is just there and goes, I'm only in this match for like a minute. Let me just drop the best elimination of all time. (laughs) Let us do the most He he is there and went, I am making my minute count. I am getting the royalties off that clip for the rest of my life. (laughs) As he should have and deserves to. Yes, he should. Let us talk about what was quite possibly one of the greatest complete accident moments in Royal Rumble history. Batista sets John Cena up for the Batista bomb. John Cena 
uh, with all of the with uh, with the momentum, they both go back over the top rope and so perfectly land together at the same time. <laughs> you can then write that everyone, and then the best part is everyone gets galaxy brain and does the best job possible. <laughs> it is it is literally a bunch of people with years of experience in this business not knowing what the hell to do in this situation because I'm fairly sure that there are genuine people there that like genuine like members of the refereeing team that are genuinely don't know if this is a shoot or not. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Both like, like, like half of it is like they're trying to figure out, like, oh shit, has like John Cena or Batista gone into business for themselves mm. and like tried to screw up the result? And then you have like one ref raising Batista's hand and one raising John Cena's hand, and they're being completely serious about it. Yeah. So here comes, <laughs> here comes then, the genetic ah, jackhammer. Vince McMahon running down to the ring, face. Beat red, throws his blazer down, slides into the ring, hits his knee on the apron, blows his quad as he tries to stand, and sits like an angry child during a Punch and Judy show, commanding and telling the referees what to do and to restart the match. The funniest thing, because Vince is so stubborn, he tries to walk unassisted and blows out the other quad. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> Not even Kevin Nash could top that. <laughs> it's just so good because it's so dumb. I fucking love it's like it. It's a so fucking much. episode of Mr. Bean. <laughs> it is it's it is like a joke from like a movie made by uh the zucker brothers it's like it is like <laughs> yes. leslie nielsen-esque if the naked gun did wrestling which which you know isn't that far from the truth because leslie nielsen as frank trevin did do a segment in summer he Sam. did it's, a it, it's just oh so you're just because you're just there and you're watching it and you're just thinking to yourself like Oh man, this is this is like really crazy. Oh, I hope they get this sorted out. You just see this angry man like storming his way to the ring, and then just really like he's just sitting there on the floor <laughs> while these two giant men are standing over him, like looking at each other, like what do we do? Oh, he's just fucking like, yelling at them. What do we do? What do we do? <laughs> I, I wish I wish I could see have seen people backstage after that. Yeah, I really As do. he blows his other quad out, yes. I would have to... Like I just I just want to know like what were people saying backstage when that happened? Oh no. <laughs> Apparently, uh <laughs> from a previous interview, uh Edge pissed himself laughing yeah oh, i'm so happy for oh, yeah. you yeah yeah oh yeah no yeah, yeah. Ed, ed said like ed i've seen that interview it's so great watch that interview if you can find because it's just ed's kind of going like he's just going no oh my god and just dying with laughter i love it i love it so so much all right guys let me bring it back a little bit 
couple that I have to bring up, a couple of small moments, uh, one after the other from each year. Rumble 97, Steve Austin in that Rumble was incredible. One of my, fav- <laughs> my favourite moments, though, there's a small moment where Austin has eliminated everyone. He sits on the top rope and is waiting for the next entrant to come in. The buzzer goes off, Bret Hart's music plays, and it's just him grabbing his hands and heads going, duh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Also, that rumble also has one of my favourite silly moments of Mil Mascaris eliminating himself because he didn't want to do the job, brother. <laughs> I look right. If you don't want to do the job, respectfully, that's the way. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Rubble ninety eight. I just love. I just love mm. the thing of of a having a no having a no jobbing clause because <laughs> that's just brilliant. <laughs> mm-hmm. To be fair, when you're respected as Mill Mascaris, is you can get away with it. Yeah. But second of all, I love how his entire thing was like, I'm not going to do the job, so I'm just going to yeet myself out at some at some of my mates, and then we'll just walk out together. <laughs> And collect our checks. Yep. As it, <laughs> which as is arguably which is arguably the most lucha thing. <laughs> the most most lucha thing. Okay. Rumble ninety eight, the three faces of Foley. It's Oh, it's such see, good the, shit. the three faces of Foley thing, right? Is what I believe can be the absolute amazingness of just embracing the ridiculous side of wrestling canon. Yes. Mm. I just love it. He comes out at number one, number sixteen, and number twenty-eight. <laughs> it's just, I love it so much. Be there and be like, oh, but that's so stupid. I'm going to be there and be like, hey, look, in wrestling terms, these are three different people. Yep, yep. I literally do not know what you mean. <laughs> What do you mean these are all Mick Foley? Mick Foley entered at number one and was eliminated. That's Mankind. Yeah. What do you mean Mankind's been in here before? No, that's Dude Love. What are you yeah, talking like, about? I, I literally do not know what you're talking These are different people. <laughs> one of my favorite, I'm going to say it, one of my favorite TikToks, wrestling TikToks, is X Free. <laughs> doing oh, yeah. the Mick Foley drawing entry numbers for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and he comes in, it's Cactus Jack, Mankind and Dude Love, and the guy's just the guy who's drawing the numbers just looks pissed at him when he comes in as Dude Love. <laughs> Me walking past the sample plates. <laughs> <laughs> so two of my favourite early moments, and let's bring it back a little bit around that time. Let us talk about I want to talk about Rumble 2002 again because Maven eliminating Undertaker is one of the biggest yes. pops I think in Royal Rumble history. See, this is the thing. I had I had the war crime that happens to Maven uh, after eliminating Undertaker, but also favorite moments: Maven un- eliminating the Undertaker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's so good, though. I can't. How would you have felt? I could not have imagined the goosebumps Maven had got when he got that reception, eliminating the Undertaker. I feel like it was half goosebumps and then half. All right, so who's shitting in my bag afterwards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep my bag zipped and away from Bradshaw as soon as I can. Yeah, he's like, I am putting like nine padlocks on this. <laughs> oh, Rid, what are some of your uh, like favorite best moments in the Royal Rumble? Okay, so this is the time where I have loads of them. 
There are loads of great moments. We'll just put Kofi Kingston doing. Kofi Kingston does something. <laughs> yes. Cool. <laughs> just... Oh, it's a collection of Kofi Kingston, Naomi, and John Morrison do really, really cool shit. Yep. But yeah. mainly Kofi. <laughs> but main, it's like Kofi did it, and then every high flyer was like, "Fuck, why didn't I think of that?" <laughs> but again, I love, I love it though because it, it, it just embraces the like the it, you know, it them doing it is like the uh, the rules lawyer player. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. Hey, you never said I couldn't do a handstand and walk on my hands to the ring. <laughs> well, I know, and people that say the pancake spot was going too far, no, 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 no the pancake spot was wasn't. perfection. <laughs> I love it. But personally, the pancake spot is wrestling's ever great, greatest ever use of uh, Chekhov's gun yeah. by yeah. having them <laughs> always carrying the pancake tray. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. It's absolutely great. Um, what else have we got? What else? God, there's so many. Um, I have to, I have to put it on. Um, the very first women's Royal Rumble, Jacqueline showing everyone that she could still go today. Yep. Jesus yeah. Christ, she was so stiff. Yep. It was I, the thing, the thing, the thing is, though, I look at it, I'm like, yeah, she's working stiff. But I'm like. Now, Jackie, you earned that. You yep. earned that. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Yeah, she's working so stiff because it's like, I should have been doing this years ago. <laughs> so fuck it. No, that is for true. <laughs> Just go for it. Um, I will say one thing. The, in 2012, I, I, got a, I got a weird pop for this. 20, 20, 2012 Haxel Jim Duggan returning. Yes. <laughs> See, here's the here's the one I was gonna say right because I can't remember what year the what year of the Rumble it was, but there was that there was that Rumble where they had it was like CM Punk and the New Nexus. Yeah. Mm. And then fucking Booker T appeared. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. And they just they just give him like they just give him like a single sequence where it's literally he comes in, knocks down all of them, does a. Uh, does the Harlem sidekick, axe kick, spinner Rooney, and I'm like, it's not even good because like he doesn't eliminate anyone, but mm. it's actually such a it's actually such a hot segment. <laughs> yeah. And it gave it gave us one of the greatest Booker T reaction gifts of all time. The look on his face when he realizes he's been eliminated. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so good. Oh, so good. Talking around this time of rumbles, wanna bring up well, three actually from 2008 and 2009. Cena's return was such an unexpected moment no, that there was no. I bit everyone yeah. that pop was a right legit pop from everyone. So it was such a shock to see Cena recover so quick and return in that amount of time. 2009 would lesser known, but two favorite moments of mine Rob Van Dam's return. Yeah, boy. Which was awesome. And JR sold the shit out of that return. And which what makes him such a bloody good commentator. And Santino's elimination. <laughs> <laughs> because any other time, if they didn't time that right, that could have ended terribly. But it was timed to perfection. 
Like he slides oh, in, man. Kane clotheslines him, Santino perfectly flips over, lands on the floor. I was ever ready. I was ever ready. Because it's so like it, it, it's such a dumb moment, but you know the one with um the what the one with the bushwhacker. <laughs> the bushwhacker. <laughs> he just fucking walks in marching and just he just walks past someone and someone tips him over the rope. He just keeps marching out. It's <laughs> Does so the bushwhacker good. walk? <laughs> oh yeah, he does. And he, yeah, he just goes for it. Yeah, like, like I'm like, like out of impressive. Like, it is it is perfect flow. Yes. Yeah. Like like it is smooth as. Butter. I wonder <laughs> how. So I do. Good. I do wonder. Like, did he practice that? It because he does it so fucking well. Every vestige of my New Zealand pride in that. Yep. <laughs> um. What else have I got? I got. We got him. Say twenty. We gotta say two thousand and six. Ray Mysterio going the oh, yeah. whole Ray thing. Well, I was gonna say so. Ray Mysterio two thousand six just going all the way because it's absolutely crazy. Yeah number two and i believe one one if not the long the longest iron man in the royal rumble so still i i believe it still is technically as long as you don't count the greatest royal rumble which to be fair the wwe doesn't so (laughs) there you go (laughs) no i i that was i love that rumble uh, because i feel like mysterio was at the you know what i'm gonna quickly check that stat (laughs) please please do it because I know, I know WWE are really, really awkward with it. Yeah, um, I've got, I've got more. I got more. I'm sorry. I got Absolutely. Again, again, again. 2012, Karma returning. Yes. And yes. He, and and killing Dolph Ziggler and eating him alive. Yes. <laughs> Just, oh, oh man. God. 2016 could not think of a better debut for aj styles yeah yeah except yeah. for the camera angle which unfortunately unfortunately for that but man what a, what a career resurgence aj had had going leaving tna to take a bet on himself to go to the indies and to new japan and really reinvigorating his stance as one of the best wrestlers in the world enough for triple h to call him and ask if he wanted to come yeah. in and I love it. I love it that AJ uh, joked during the day. Wouldn't it be funny if I came out at number two? To which Triple H says, "All right, you're coming out at number three. <laughs> uh, just to uh, do the final confirmation. Uh, yes, Rey Mysterio still holds the record for longest sync performance in a single rumble at one hour two minutes 12 seconds hell the only yes. exception being daniel bryan in the greatest royal rumble at one minute 16 sec one uh sorry one hour 16 minutes and five seconds i mean i mean i would give it to Dan- uh, daniel but i guess i said they don't count the greatest royal even, rumble even, even wwe does not count it so i'm not going to in any breath <laughs> listen i would lo- i'd love to give it to to daniel bryan lord knows he deserves it but i'm not giving it to him <laughs> there, there we go all right more modern ones um I want oh, to okay to 29... I, I was gonna say oh, the on. only one i had the only other one i have left uh is 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 not modern but you know i've got to give the shout out to kane 2001 <laughs> oh gosh yeah that's actually you know what that whole rumble itself i love i love the 2001 right, kane, kane 2001 was just like you know what i'm just gonna go crazy <laughs> <laughs> yes even yeah. drew carey 
I could kind of tolerate in that rumble. All right, tolerate is a strong word. I tolerate is a strong. <laughs> but I I can. That's 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 so weird of me. More modern ones. All right, Becky Lynch entering and winning the 2019 Women's Rumble. Yeah. Love it's that fair. moment. Especially because because it's Finley's fault. It's I mean, all Finley's oh, fault. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you want to go in? Go in. <laughs> And, and oh man this is a bittersweet one because of the 2020 rumble for for three reasons in particular for some three moments that i love lesnar's run yeah yep. i really did like keith lee getting the biggest pop in the rumble yes. uh, minus yes. mcintyre eliminating lesnar and you know, i love mm-hmm. the look on lesnar's face and he goes whoa big boy <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Eddie's return. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the most feel-good moments, I think, in modern wrestling. <laughs> it's still a shame we missed that first fucking spear. Yes. Kevin Dunn. <laughs> and he did it twice. He did it twice. <laughs> Great, now I'm the one that's seething. <laughs> Just, it's bittersweet because it's like when we saw in a big arena setting the reception that Keith Lee had gotten on a main pay-per-view. And, of course, he had been part of the Survivor Series match where he had impressed everyone. We all thought he was a made guy. Yeah. I honestly thought, like, all right, yeah. they cannot screw Keith Lee up. There is no possible way they could possibly screw him up. Oh, the halcyon days. <laughs> yes. Halcyon days. <laughs> <laughs> really is. Really is that, isn't it? Oh, man. It just sucks. <laughs> yes. So those are, for me, for modern ones, some of my favourites. I mean, is there any more that you guys have in mind in terms of like more modern contemporary rumble moments? I mean, for me, Shinsuke. Shinsuke, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because again, halcyon days. <laughs> like, hey man, this could be really, really good. Uh, oh, and then um, we got, and then we got a feud out of people punching each other in the dick. Yeah. Which is like, oh, okay. How could I forget? I guess... Bianca winning from number three. In last yeah. I, I was about to say. <laughs> I can't Bianca forget. winning in uh, twenty twenty one. Um, oh, may I say of oh, another like real kind of like not a most not a really like a big moment, but one that I got such a thrill out of it was Christian returning to yeah. wrestling. You already know. <laughs> oh yeah, in just so great. Um, another one for of, of Halcyon days <laughs> is um is in yeah I'm looking on it at 2019 Nia Jax. S- Fighting everyone in both rumbles, in both, both rumbles. Both, yes. in both rumbles. Okay, <laughs> there, having, can, I, and... can I can I talk about this? Yeah, sure, please. <laughs> okay, let me talk about this because do you know what's the most cursed thing about this happening? Uh, do you know what the number one clip from that rumble is? What? It's Nia Jax getting RKO'd. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, Which I really feel says something about wrestling fans, but I don't know what it is. I mean, like to put it in perspective, like like babyface Rey Mysterio goes at her as well. 
Like, yeah. Everyone. No, it's not It's not even that. It's that the moment everyone pops huge for is, is Randy Orton RKOing her. And I just don't. I'm just like, I think this is. I think this says something. What though? I'm. I don't think I can quite verbalize yet. Let's not. Let's let's not forget as well, gents, that Nia Jax attacked our truth to take the number thirty spot. Well, I mean that's yeah. just part of Rumble law, though. At this point, uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, so. Because Rumble law dictates if a person draws a number, you can just attack them and then enter in their place. <laughs> just. Because, because, that's it's, just because it's a thing it that goes. we've never actually had properly answered for us by the Rumble before like, and since. No, right? But hear, but <laughs> hear me out on this. Mm. What if a person just doesn't walk out? <laughs> I have always, you know, I have always as I've like, always what's, assumed what's the Rumble protocol. Yeah, I've always kind of assumed. Like, I've always wanted a heel to do it. I'm always surprised that a heel has a dot. Like, I am not going to be like, oh, I, I've got my number. I'm just not going to be in it. Like, like they just don't <sighs> enter. Like, Didn't... does the, does the timer stop? Does it does it start again at some arbitrary point? <laughs> Wasn't it Selena Vega did a like a vaguely similar thing, except she entered but decided not to enter the ring and then kind of hide under the ring for most of it yeah. until she got her well, like because they, they did that and then they had the one in one of the recent ones where. Oh no, it was Billy Kay because she K, entered, yeah. walked down the ramp, and then just sat at the commentary desk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like I'm saying, what if no one walks out? I yeah. imagine, I imagine it would be a, it would be a class, it'd be a classic. Um, they don't do it; they always wait, and then like the next week, they goes ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. You didn't win because I wasn't fucking eliminated, asshole. It would have been funny I... if they did that in the 2020 Rumble that no one wanted to go up against Brock and so everyone's just like, nope, I ain't going out. Because I, nope. I was saying, right, <laughs> assuming, uh, like, you, I think, right, if you had the right kind of angle, mm. like, because I, I know we laugh at the Smackdown hacker, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. We, yes. Laugh, we laugh at the whole Smackdown hacker storyline. <laughs> but could you just imagine, right, in the middle of the, in like a rumble, it goes off and then like the screen and everything just goes black. And no one walks out. <laughs> yes. Or like. The revolution like, will be it's, televised. It's like, it's, like, it's like in a rumble. And then literally out of nowhere, the thing just goes. And then someone like all of a sudden there's been no countdown. Someone just has to fucking sprint out. <laughs> you see seven guys sprinting to the <laughs> All tripping like, over if, one is, another. Like, is there a way that we can get this answer this question about rumble law sorted? What happens if no one walks out? Oh god, no, no, no. Now you've probably through this probably triggered something somewhere somewhere in St. Louis, Missouri, at that arena right now is going, that's the way we need to bring Mustafa Ali back. Look, I'm just saying, if they if it happens, anyone that's listening to this, it will be Monday by this point. I'm gonna be contacting WWE about royalties. Yes. <laughs> They're tapping I into this episode. But I can try. <laughs> Oh, man, and I guess the moment, I guess one of the most iconic moments we'll see uh, in this year's Rumble 
is Johnny Knoxville being the Iron Man and eliminating everyone to become the Royal Rumble winner and going on to WrestleMania to become WWE champion. No, Universal <laughs> champion and knocking Roman like, Reigns off. Look, like I said, the more things change, <laughs> the more things stay the same. Basically, I want to see Johnny Knoxville hold the Universal title as uh, Corona by the Minutemen is <laughs> playing to an arena look, full of right? people. <laughs> All I'm saying is, <laughs> David Arquette. David Arquette. The Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. Or in a death match. <laughs> run it back in the in the jackass death match. <laughs> With Nick Gage as special guest enforcer. <laughs> they would. They fucking, if they could, just to take some steam off of the whole Nick Gage Jericho match at AEW, they would book Nick Gage if they could. <laughs> oh god, we've just done something. Alright, how many parallel universes have we travelled through at this point? At least about 750,000 at this point. <laughs> and I think, gentlemen, if you don't mind me saying, there's probably a good way to end this episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> With, With the... the invention of the Jackass Deathmatch, promoters, get at us. We've got this sorted. Brett Lauderdale is on the phone to us as we speak. It's going to be like one of those Japanese deathmatches where they have extremely specific win conditions. Yes. And the rule is, is that you can only pin your opponent after, uh, after running into them with someone pushing you in a shopping trolley. <laughs> Down the ramp. <laughs> is it incredibly dangerous yes will i be taking questions no will 96 quite bitter beings by cky be playing most likely probably <laughs> oh <laughs> what have we done um created hell my friend <laughs> indeed we will see what happens tonight at this year's <laughs> hell <laughs> hell exists on seven circles well i've just created number eight <laughs> <laughs> All righty then, chaps. We have quite an action-packed week ahead of us uh, next week. So we do. We. This is going to be a real exciting one. We're going to be. Uh, we're going to be making a little bit of a guest appearance, aren't we? We are. Oh, next... and what's even more? What's even more cursed about it is you're going to see other people's faces that aren't mine. <laughs> exactly. You're going to be seeing right. my which face I, for the I, first which time. I'm, which I'm fairly sure has, hasn't has happened in the last year. You know what? Well, first... I'm, I'm going to go out and buy myself a Lucha mask now just to go. Do it. No, please do it. <laughs> I'm no. gonna... the... I would give you one of my Sin Cara masks, but A, that involves wearing a Sin Cara mask, and B, it's probably way too small for you. <laughs> I do have a big size. For the first time, the entirety of the Sweet Chinwag podcast will be on a podcast together. And that's crazy. In person. And guess what? It's not on our own show. No, it's not on our own show. We're going to be joining. We're going to be joining the amazing peeps over at the Rest Things podcast on Friday. I think us managing to appear all together in person on a different show is just the most us thing. It is the most yeah. us thing. I love it. It really is. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. There is going to be chaos ensued. I know that for a fact. I love the guys. I love the Rest Things podcast and just the boundless energy that those guys have. And combined it with us, oh man, it's going to be it's going to be a match even, made in heaven. Ridden, you know what's even better? 
we could just be aggressively London. Yes. Oh, that's the best yes. part. We, we don't have to tone anything down. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most best part about this. So, no, catch that. That'll be, um, I, uh, I believe that'll be coming out next Friday. Yeah. But on I next, believe so. But uh, next week, we are on the next episode, I should say, we are going to be talking about, I say next Friday, correct me that should be this friday when this episode goes out there you go no yeah, but on the next go. episode there we go we're going to be doing a retrospective but this oh this is a retrospective <laughs> this the is a retrospective has arrived. we're going to be doing jim ross baby <laughs> Oh, no, we got, we got, we've got to show the commentators some love. We do. We do. We got to show one of the best damn commentators. The only some groups love. in the only group in wrestling, I think, we have yet to give a focus on as referees. We're not going yeah. to. be fair, we've Hebner. also. I was going to say, but to be fair, over the course of enough episodes, we've probably spoken about Earl Hebner enough to qualify that as not having done an <laughs> I'd episode. Say, I'd say so. I'd say so. <laughs> so. No, this one's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. He's had one heck of a career himself that has seen him go from territory, starting out as a referee to becoming a commentator, WCW, WWE, to AEW. Going to recover all of that and then sub. And no, for the final time, we are not, as much as I really want to, we will not subject Reardon to the Jim Ross rap. It's not happening. One day we will. To- <laughs> Like, you know what? That you know, day is not you know, that day, but one day we will. Fucking pay, pay, pay Patreon, Patreon tier goal. Patreon tier goal. Patreon tier goal. Make real and listen to Jim Ross and my I, ass. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I I will listen to it if we get at that. If we hit that tier goal on Patreon, book it. You have me on record. Yeah, yeah. That should is... we do? Should we do um, like what Josh did with the Brie Bella stream? Mm-hmm. No, just don't do make... a three-hour stream where it's just constantly playing in the back. <laughs> we have we have like Clockwork Orange style, reared and tied dad and his eyelids opened up. Uh, things you do for the algorithm. <laughs> the things you do for the algorithm. <laughs> but until then, we have an action-packed week for us next week. But until then, yeah. I have been Sam. This has been Dan <laughs> Reardon, and you've been listening to the Sweet Chinwag podcast. We will see you as always on the next one. Bye, everybody. Please remember that both feet must touch the floor to exit the rumble. Both feet. Delicious feet.